world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time <laughs> for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. That's my cue, but I'm thinking here a minute. Just thinking a little bit because I just got, I just got another one of those downloads, man. I'm sorry. It just happened. Just in the last, I got all this stuff prepared I want to talk about today. I kind of wanted to make it a Flea Flicker Friday, to be honest with you, and I'd like to because we've really been covering some heavy-duty stuff over the last few days. And I was coming down the steps. I said to Michelle, uh, what, was, what we, did we talk about yesterday? Because it was powerful and profound for sure yesterday's. I couldn't even remember what it was. So what, what was it? What, what did we talk about yesterday? And I, I, I swear I couldn't remember. And then finally it came to me. I guess we, I talked about authority, really. Is when, if, we were to, if we were to nub it down, we talked about authority yesterday. And is Jesus Christ King of kings and Lord of lords today? Is he ruling and reigning over the world today? Yes or no? Yes or no? And I don't know about you, but I think that is, that is an unbelievably profound question. It's an unbelievably profound question, because if he is ruling and reigning over the world right now today, ruling and reigning over America today, there's nothing more that he has to do, not one more thing that he has to do, and he has delegated authority to us, right? I'm I'm thinking out loud because I'm trying to deal with this little download I just got right here. And Chad sent me something yesterday that blew my mind, and and uh, Jonathan, I don't even have it ready for you, but if you could go to go to Bible Gateway and pull that up, uh, pull up John sixteen for me. Thank you, Chad. I just this I don't know how I missed it yesterday. Literally, as I was coming down the steps, I saw that text from you yesterday, and I thought, wow. Hey, folks, listen. Ah, oh, calm down here, coach. Satan's not the Satan's not the god of this world, friends. I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. He's not the God of this world. And I'm going to read this real quickly because Chad, Chad uh, sent this to me, and boy, a boom went off in my head, okay? Boom went off in my head. John 16, verse 1. These things have I spoken. I've, I haven't forgotten you, Myra. We'll get to you. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Wow. <laughs> we can start right there, couldn't we? Because they shall put you out of the synagogues. Yeah, time's going to come when whoever kills you is going to think that they did a good thing, that they were doing God's service. Somebody can say amen, although you don't have to. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father, nor me. Jesus is telling them, dudes, you are in for some. <laughs> dudes! Because why? Uh, Jesus Christ is reestablishing his kingdom right here. He's reestablishing his kingdom on earth in this right here. That's why he came. This purpose, Son of God, manifest, destroy the works of the devil. It's finished. I did it, right? But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you about it. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things unto you, you've let sorrow come into your heart. He said, I'm, getting, I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to leave you, and you guys are all sad because I'm leaving. So I'm, I'm leaving it all to you. I'm empowering all of you guys to do it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. i got to go away. It's expedient that I go away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come because he and I aren't in the same place. And if I don't get out of here, then the comfort is not going to come to you. And if I have a tough part, when I leave, I'm sending it. So, boys and girls, it's been good being with you, but i got to go and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit so that he who was with you is now going to be in you. And why is he going to be in you? Because, dudes, he is going to empower you to finish what I started. Oh, my goodness. And when he comes through the Holy Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Time out. Has he come? Has the Holy Spirit come? That's not a rhetorical question. 
That's a theological question. Has the Holy Spirit come? Yes. He has. It's not even open. That's not even open for debate. And when he comes, he's going to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And verse 11 says, of judgment because the prince, because the prince of this world is judged. Not will be. Dudes! Do you see that? He's already judged him. He ain't, hey, dude, hey, friends, he ain't the ruler of this world. I'm sorry he's not the ruler of this world. He's judged. Tells us right there. Why is he sending you to the Holy Spirit? Because that dude has been so judged that when the Holy Spirit goes up, he shows up, he's powerless to do anything. And we've been told just the opposite in our churches. Roll over because the devil's taken over. And at the end, God's going to get mad. He's going to suck us all out of here. And then he's going to deal with the devil. That ain't what it says. Well, Mark Madley, come on in. But not yeah, I just saw Mark's hand right to be in. Hang on. I'm not done. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, asking you, please, uh, could we do the communion this morning? Yes, we are. We always, we always do it on Friday. So. Uh, Joe knows okay, that. Yeah. He's geared okay, up and yeah. ready to go. But I had well, to get this. First, I had to get this out of me. First. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, I'm in that too. I just wanted. To okay. You know. No. We're going to do it. You're going to do it, folks. Listen. Sometimes I got to do this stuff because, uh, as I, as I, as I, <laughs> as I talk through it, it brings revelation to me. Do you understand? It, it, it puts the meat on the bones of the message that I just heard. That, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm doing it for me. I'm putting the meats, meat on the bones of what the Lord just showed me. And the Lord just showed me that the God of this, the prince, not the God of this world. Do you guys see that? Huh? Not the God of this world. No, no, the prince of this world. Why is he the prince? Why is he a prince? Because there's a king. There's a king, and we know who he is. He's the king of the kings and the lord of the lords. He's above all, through all, in all, and over all. That's the guy. That's that's the guy we serve. And this little prince has already been judged, and he has no power, because all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach them to observe all I've commanded you, and I'm with you always. The Holy Spirit's with you everywhere you go, and you go do what? You go teach him righteousness. Oh Lord. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. Joe, get ready for communion. Got mine right here. I hope you all have some of the elements so you can get it. And boy, oh boy. Woo, I feel that. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. I will be delighted to do so. Um, <clears throat> we read in Colossians 2, 15 through 17. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them, openly, mm. triumphantly over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect to of a holiday of a new moon or a Sabbath days, which are shadow things to come, but the body is of Christ. Jesus, yeah. you're welcome to coach Dave Hado, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. Amen. The judge of this, the God, the prince of this world is judged. Huh? He's been, that dude's yeah. already been sentenced. <laughs> He's been dealt with. They've been, they've been lying to us. Folks, I'm telling you, they've been lying to us. Now, they haven't been lying to us, maybe purposefully, but the uh, Bible says that. We're supposed to be like the Bereans, Green Christians who search the scriptures daily to see if what the guy standing in our pulpit was telling us was the truth. It's called first you know, truth. Trump nailed it, Coach. First truth. Yeah. Well, you know what I've been digging into? I'll, 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 you, hey, don't go away. Don't this. This I would like to be a flea flicker Friday because we've talked about so much. But I got another thing I got to dump on you here this morning that just goes against everything. Everything we've been told. We've been told. Go ahead, Rochelle. I'm not ready for an argument. You want to make say something, say something. I don't want to argue about anything. Go ahead. 
Okay, never mind. I was just okay, going to say First Corinthians fifteen fifty. What? What? Say it. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Meaning what? Meaning flesh and blood. We're still flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And he who is with us is in us. Nah, but we're really spirit. The part that lives forever is spirit. What about that, Dale? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Listen, I, I, this is going someplace. I don't understand why there is so much contention amongst us as to whether or not we're supposed to occupy till he comes. I don't understand that one. What's the contention? Is evil supposed to be ruling and reigning in America today? All I'm saying to us is we are supposed to occupy. We're to have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. We're to expose them. Not in the future. While I'm here right now, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me right now. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him. Amen. Amen. I don't care Amen. about the biblical timelines. Amen. Amen. So this is my timeline. My time here and now. Amen. And we're in this mess because Amen. we're teaching on, we're teaching a not all powerful God. Do you understand that? Huh? We got a we have a semi-powerful God. We have to beg him. Like he doesn't want to end abortion, right? God doesn't want to end abortion. Not the right timeline. Not the right timeline. Is that what it is? How many more got to die? What uh, he wants young kids to be uh, buried in homosexuality and transgenderism, perversion. Not the right timeline. I'm not speaking of timelines. What are you speaking I'm of? Speaking of the kingdom of God. There's not going to be infants being ripped out of their mother's wombs. There's not. It shouldn't be, be going on now. It shouldn't be going on now. Is my point, exactly. Rochelle? I'm not so mad. How can we say this is the kingdom with all of these bad things happening? We're entering because into the, the kingdom. kingdom of God is within. You're looking at a natural world. The powerful kingdom of God is a spirit world. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Abortion would end tomorrow if the body of Christ rises and rose up and said it should. Come on. Amen. Amen. Preach. I am preaching. I am preaching. Because whether we realize it or not, I'm, I forgot you, Joe. Whether we realize it or not, folks, we teach a gospel where the kingdom of God Number one is futuristic. And number two is powerless over the prince of darkness. That's the gospel that we're teaching in America. Does anybody disagree with that? You don't want to disagree because you think I'm going to yell at you. See, I'm not mad at Rochelle. I just am passionate. Right? We're supposed to go. We're supposed to pluck down, root out, rebuild. Now! Now! We're supposed to. And we're teaching a gospel that God isn't strong enough, so he's got to get us out of here so he can deal with the devil himself. Bible says, occupy till I come. And he ain't come, and we ain't occupying. Anybody want to argue with that? Do you think the Christian body of Christ is occupying right now? Passive occupation, maybe. We may have the deed, but we got some interlopers who are sitting in squatters. We got squatters who are overthrowing the kingdom of God. Well, I got sweat going. I got this revelation. I don't, you don't have to agree with me. You think the devil's going to win? God bless you. That is the theology. How many times do you hear people say, we win in the end? What kind of theology is that? Biblical. We, we, we end abortion in the end. 80 million dead, but we win in the end. What the, what's wrong with you? It's the theology the enemy wants us to have, Coach. Is we're not fighting. Say it again. It's the theology the enemy wants us to have. You want it, it, a football team against you that's already given up the game here on earth. 
Joe, that's the theology the devil wants us to have. And by the way, the Bible says the evil men have crept in unawares, and they've changed the truth of the gospel. Evil men have crept in. They've infiltrated, and they've they've turned us. Oh, my goodness. That's Jude, isn't it? Isn't that Jude? Pull it up there, Jude. Jude. I'm not mad. I'm passionate. Jude. What? For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained. What? Ordained to this condemnation? We have guys who have been ordained. Ordained by whom? Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude told us 2,000 years ago, better be careful because they're going to infiltrate and your teachers are going to teach you something that ain't true. I could throw this one out there because I've been studying it all day. You know there ain't nobody in heaven? They tell you Uncle Joe is. No, he isn't. No, there ain't nobody in heaven. I can, show, I can prove that to you as well. <clears throat> let me catch my breath. Let's, let me get dignified here. Joe, lead us in, uh, lead us in uh, fellowship here this morning. Should I take it forward now, Coach? Yeah, yeah, Joe. You're Joe. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, um, I'm going to continue our conversation with something I wanted to discuss before we get directly into communion. Um, Ephesians 1, 19 to 23 from King James. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might Mm -hmm. and dominion, and in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath Mm -hmm. put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Wow. That's pretty uh that's pretty complete there, isn't it? All yeah, inclusive. I mean, right I mean it's right in right in line. We, we we almost look like we almost coordinated this, which we didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm tingling all over right now, so I think Holy Spirit's mm. over green. Um and if we go to uh, Ephesians, uh, the second chapter, um, uh, verse 6, and hath raised us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show this exceeding riches of in his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ. By <clears throat> grace are we saved through faith, and, that, and not all of yourselves is the gift of God. So we're... We're here, and he hath raised us, not will raise us. He, We have our spirits are raised with him. In his current kingdom, which is within us. Yeah. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father in that kingdom. We're seated with him in his kingdom. See, folks, look, look. You've got to get your mind out of the natural world. We are spiritual beings living a natural world. We are not physical beings. We are spiritual beings living a physical life. Amen. When we when we die, we do not stop living. What did Jesus say? Amen. Those who believe in me will never die. We simply transition out of our physical body into his kingdom. That's all that goes on. That's all that happens at death. And as Joe said, we are right now in a spiritual connection, seated in heavenly places with him. But folks, that's what, the, that's what the Bible teaches. Heaven isn't someplace we're going. Heaven is someplace we live already. We don't get it. We, we don't. We, see, we, we confuse heaven with the kingdom. We confuse those two things. Dudes, listen, I'm not a theologian, but I can read. I can read. Hang on, Joe. I, I, this is critical. They went to when, when Lazarus died. 
When Lazarus died, his sisters went to Jesus and said, uh, if he'd been here, he wouldn't have died. What Jesus said. What Jesus say? Anybody know what he said? Does anybody know what, what Jesus said? He said, he's he, he died. He's dead. He's dead. He's asleep. Jesus said. Why? Because Lazarus is already in the kingdom. Not heaven. Those aren't the same thing, folks. The Bible said there's nobody been to heaven. Oh, I could pull. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ain't nobody been to heaven. Bible to very, I'll get to it here in a second. Very clear. Very clear. <clears throat> the kingdom of God's within you. And as Joe is saying, we're already seated in heavenly places with our Lord. He said he would never leave us and never forsake us. If he's seated in heavenly places, we, have, we must be with him. Not heaven! For Go ahead, those Joe. who believe. For those who believe. I believe. I believe. And I believe that when I die, I'm going to be more alive than I've ever been. I'm just leaving this body. But I'm already in the kingdom. Oh, Lord, help us to see it. Help us to see it. Death has no power over him, has no power over us. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I I think that uh, everybody knows sort of what I'm going to say, This the people listen to the last few communions. Um, I believe we are setting where coaches and I've just sort of built the foundation for with the Lord in heavenly places at the right hand of the father Simon that's where our spirit is and we are here physically here and I'm trying personally to learn how to pray from this seat where we are so I'm not praying from a less powerful position here in just in my physical body on earth but where I'm Praying at the same time in the kingdom with the Lord. Supernaturally, and, uh, supernaturally connected, brother. You're supernaturally exactly, connected. Exactly, because it's my spirit is a part of me. My spirit reacts and communicates with the Holy Spirit, in which and when it does, I tingle either in my head or all over. Um, and from that perspective, now I'm I'm going to lead our communion. Heavenly Father, we come to you in reverence and gratitude and thanksgiving for all that you've done for us. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and transgressions and see us cleansed in your sight that we, though unworthy, might take of this communion and that you might bless us for it. For any of us that have physical challenges, let this be a meal that heals. Let our weak bodies be restored to that which you intended us to be made and created when you made us in the, in the wombs of our mothers. And Lord, we now come to you and thank you and we bless this bread and this drink representing your body and your blood that you shed for us that we might have eternal life and restoration of all things that you restored to us when you said it is finished and then again again raised having the keys in your hands. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. So Matthew twenty six, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Mm. Amen. 
man. Thank you, Lord. Reggie, Michelle's using her cup upstairs. We're using our... Michelle and I are one. We're one. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Sorry I came out so hot. No, I'm not. That's a lie. Sorry. I didn't... Uh... Amen. 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 Let me see here. Let me get... Uh... Thank you, Joe. Which you are passion incarnate sometimes. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I say? Did you do you remember when you were a little kid? Uh, I used to send. I can't remember that name of that magazine. My mom used to get it all the time. And they always in that in that magazine they had they had a little game, a little puzzle, where there was a figure hidden inside a picture. Like there'd be a tree and there'd be some bushes and there'd be some flowers. And it would ask you the question, can you find the bird? And you'd have to look off through, oh, and you couldn't see it. So last week I had uh, Glenn and Corinne and some others we were out on the boat and I was showing them the beautiful uh, uh, cross that Bob Evans and others helped erect at Sky High. We were out in the middle of the lake. And I said, if you look there, you see the cross. And so they're looking, and it's so mad. You can't see the, the horizon's so big, you can't see it. And they're looking, and they're acting like they see it. I said, no, no, it's right there. It's right there. Right at 11 o'clock. Look at 11 o'clock. See, right there. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know what they do? Oh, oh, I see it. That's me. I see it. Some of you don't see it. <laughs> Some of you don't see it, and it doesn't make me better than you. But once I see it, I want you to see it. And then you make your own decision. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You don't have to agree with me. I'm sharing with you what I see. Do you see that? Do you see that? And you say, yeah, yeah, but you don't really see it. You don't really see it. You're acting like you do. Do you see the bird? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Some of you don't see it. You're just saying you do. Come on, Randy. That's really good, Coach. Really, really clear. Um, I see it, Randy, I can't, I can't make you see it. I cannot make somebody else see it. All I can do is keep pointing to it. Say, see it right there? No, it's right there. See, just above those trees. See, right, right, right. I can't make you see it. Go ahead. Yeah, let me just, Coach, let me just do it, look at it for just a little bit of a different angle. And, and it's just, I think it's, it's the same angle. It's just a little different angle. Paul said in Romans 14, he says, the kingdom of God's not what you think. It's not food and drink. It's and not with observation. And with observation. Go ahead. He said, okay, yeah, right. And he, but he said, it's righteousness, peace, and joy. And he could have gone on and on and on, Coach, about a hundred things, faith and, and goodness and godliness and everything. But, but he stopped there. He's trying to show you. I'm not waiting to leave my body and go be in heaven or wherever. I'm, <laughs> I'm not right. waiting. I'm already practicing the kingdom. I'm, I am. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Because wherever I go, Coach, 24-7, I'm taking the kingdom of God, whether the law, I'm beating the law, if they're, if they're immoral or whatever, if there's evil there, I am still standing there with his righteousness, joy, and his peace. And I'm telling them, hey, you guys are breaking the law. You need to turn to God. See, the flesh and blood just follow the spirit man. That's right. Holy that's spirit. exactly right. That's what's going on. We're not waiting to rule and reign. We are, whether we understand it or not. Well, we are. are reigning with him now or else we're not coach if we don't see that then we we see us as just a secondary uh, uh just you know we're just the church just the old church we're not any good we don't we're not doing anything we're worthless and that's or else we're going to see us as reigning with him he's reigning said if he's sitting on the throne he's the king he's reigning he's, he's already waiting. he's king of kings already man and he's a, right and he are, he already judged the prince of this world he already judged him it's all over. It's all over. We don't know it. So we let the prince of this world act like he's in charge. In fact, we tell everybody he's in charge. And he isn't in charge. 
I didn't mean to cut you off, Randy. God said to sit here at my right hand until all your enemies are under your feet. Well, Amen. pretty obvious, all of them aren't. But That's right. is in that process, yes, they are being put under his feet. I don't care what anybody says, Coach. Light is coming in and darkness is fi- not finding anywhere to go. And we see it all at once right now, but it's re- it's leaving. We are pushing it away. And that's the way I see it too. And could push it away, could push it away even more, Randy. Amen. Amen. Boy, I, I want to get some, some stuff. Uh, I'll go ahead. Michelle, come on. Thanks, Coach. Two questions. First the one, and then, then I'll ask the second one. Do you and all those who think like you think you are the first people in human history to come to this conclusion? No. Are you the first who will succeed? First of what? Are you the first who will succeed? Uh, I'll be succeeding if I do what he tells me to do. Am I going to transform, transform the world? Judge will, God will be the judge of that. But I'm going to be faithful to do what he tells me to do. And if I do that, I'm successful. Reggie. Coach, this is something I, I love this. And people who understand this can recognize when another person understands it. And I completely that's right. understand. I That's why when we speak, people don't understand us. And you're going to continue to be at that level now. And people are going to be like, what is he talking about? So they're not going to hear you. And you can't teach it. And people have said, please teach it. I go, I can't. I can't teach that. And when you speak to people, at least I do, because I'm with the Father, because I speak at spirits, because I'm there, somebody human will be saying something, and I completely know that they're lying because I hear what they're really saying. So this is an amazing uh, level of understanding. And I pray that my brothers and sisters start to embrace that. Only the Holy Spirit can give it to you, friends. Only the Holy Spirit can give it to you, right? Can I tell you the truth? I tell people this all the time. I used to think like that. I know. We, I, I used to be lost. I know. We, I know. I get it. I understand why you don't understand. I didn't, I didn't either. I didn't either. But I do now. And I'm going to tell you something. I've been where you've been. Have you been where I've been? Oh, you haven't? Then how do you know I'm wrong? Myra. Coach, uh, in regard to what Randy said, uh, Romans 14, 17, and what you have to say, that we walk in authority and he already won. I say Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always again, rejoice. And also I want to thank Reggie for taking care of Dr. Gosselin and uh, Benny. Um, uh, you're, you're a beautiful uh, sister. I love you. Amen. 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 Hey, folks, uh, God, I got some stuff I want to get to. Chad's going to email me him and said, just talk. I will. I will. What does it mean it was finished? I didn't freeze. What did what did he mean when he said it's finished? Sinners have redemption. That's all? Yes. That's all? And he put an end to it and we get to participate in it now. So salvation's it? It's finished, you're all saved? Really? No, sir. It's the start. It's finished, he said. What's finished? For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might annihilate the works of the devil. It's finished. I did. His the works work. of the devil are null and void. They're done. I finished it. Now. His work was finished. His work was finished. Yeah. His work was finished. Now he said, you guys, all power has been given unto me. Now you guys do me a favor. You guys go, will you? You go and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. I'm not, i got to go. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he's going to be with you. I did all. I, I did my work. I did what I was supposed Amen. to do. Now, now I'm handing it off to you. You guys go do it. I'll be with you. Folks, it's more about salvation. It's it. Unfortunately, we've made the gospel salvation only. I'm saved, now I sit around wait. Live a holy life and go to heaven. Wow, wow, 
wow, wow, wow. Hey, haven't been there. You don't know. You ever seen the Niagara Falls? You see them the first time. You go, wow. Rocky Mountains, ever seen them? Wow. I never imagined that. If you haven't seen it, you can't explain it. And even if you have seen it, you probably can't explain it. Amen. Hey, listen, I love the dialogue. I'm not telling you I'm right. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm telling you we don't see the same thing. And I'm not going to change. Hang on. I'm trying to. The prince of this world is judged. Thanks, Chad. Can I show you something? This this just really, this just really blessed my. I'll get you, Jack. This really blessed my heart. I want to show you off a minute. Go to number one. This is one of the most profound pictures I've, I've ever seen. I almost cried myself to sleep last night. Now nobody knows what that picture is, but this is what it teaches us. We're supposed to pass it to our children. Teach it to your children who will teach it to their children. On the screen is my daughter, Maggie, and her husband, Isaiah, and me marrying them. Yesterday was their 10th anniversary, and that's three of their children watching the video of their mommy and daddy being married. Look at them. They're spellbound looking at that picture. And out of that union of love, 10 years later, there they stand. Don't you wonder what's going through their little minds as that they're looking at that? And it's especially profound to me because there I am in the middle of it, the father giving my blessing to that union. God's powerful. They posted that on Facebook yesterday on the 10th anniversary. Come on in, Jack. Yeah, I'm, I'm the uh, the idea of it is finished, um, I think, has lots of connotations. Uh, to me, one of the things that it, one of the things that it means and indicated was he had just he has just about to flip the switch on the communications prior to. The, his death and resurrection, we didn't have the communication. The veil was there. And he completed or finished the communication system after he had taught the apostles and disciples how to communicate directly with the Father. Just a thought. We have the ability to do that now. We do. So, Jonathan, bring up First John 3 for me, if you would, please. First John 3. I don't know why I'm back on this, other than this is really, really important, folks. This is really, really important. Because if you don't think that Christ has dominion, as we spoke about yesterday, you don't have a full understanding of the gospel. Behold what manner of love, this is First John chapter 3. For what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should not be, that we should be called the sons of God. That's what Joe said. We're in heavenly places. Therefore, the world doesn't know you or understand you because it doesn't, under, doesn't know or understand him. Jesus is telling us that. Or Paul, or John's telling us that about Jesus. They didn't know him. They don't understand him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. We don't know where this whole thing's heading. But we do know this, that when he shall appear, We're going to be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him, do you you have that hope in you? Do you guys have that hope in you? That you're going to be like him and you're going to see him as it is? Do you have that hope in you? Because every man that has this hope in him purifies himself. And whoever commits sin breaks the law. For sin is the breaking of the law. And we know that he who, Christ, was manifested, we know that Christ showed up to take away our sins. In him there is no sin. And we know that whoever abides in the Holy Spirit doesn't sin. 
And whoever sinneth hadn't seen him, doesn't know him. Is, there, is it a possibility that you could be following him and not know and don't know him? Oh, Lord. Many, many in that day will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we lay our hands on the sick and see him recover? Lord, didn't we do all these marvelous things in your name? And he said, oh, pardon me again, who are you? I don't think we've met. Little children, let no man deceive you. Evidently, men can deceive you. Evidently. He that does righteousness is righteous. Don't, 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 don't deceive it. Don't deceive yourself, man. You, you, may, you may know Christians by your love, but you know them by whether or not they're righteous. And by the way, righteousness is imputed. It's not something you earn or go do. And he that's come out of sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. And here is the reason why the Son of God showed up. He's going to destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came. He didn't come to save you. Your salvation is a consequence of him destroying the works of the devil. Don't you see it? See, modern Christianity has taught us that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins. And he did, but he annihilated the works of the devil. He paid a debt he did not owe, so he's no longer a servant of the devil. And because he paid the debt that he didn't owe, for us, we're no longer servants of the devil. We're servants of the Most High. We sit with him in authority in heavenly places right now. Amen. Jesus said, I did it. Boom, it's finished. What? Works of the devil are destroyed. I'm sorry if you can't see it. See, it's right there. It's right there at 11 o'clock. See, it's right there, right there under that tree. Look right under that tree. You see it? There, it's right there. He destroyed the works. Of, see that? That's why he came. See right there? It says that. No. Oh, oh, now I see it. No, you don't see it. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? We just read it. Sin is the work of the devil. What did Jesus destroy at the cross? Death, hell, and the grave, sin destroyed it all. So, dude, boom, that dude's no longer in charge. Now, he's going to keep acting like he is. And he's going to keep whispering in your ear. And he's keep, keep going trying to confess, confess you that you can't do anything to stop abortion. But he lied to you. Because why? That dude was destroyed. That prince, Chad, was judged. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Ecclesiastes 7, real quick. It's all over me. It's all over me. Um, Ecclesiastes 7. Somebody explain this one to me. Good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Somebody explain that one to me. Solomon, you write Ecclesiastes with Solomon? I think it was, I don't know. Good name is better than precious ointment. The day you die is better than the day you were born. Why don't we live like that? Why do we call ourselves Christians and so cling to this world? Why do we see death as such a tragedy when the Bible says in the eyes of the Lord, it's an advancement, it's a promotion? Well, we mourn because we miss him. So he didn't didn't get to live a full life. Well, he's following the Lord, he is now. Your salvation is a consequence of him dying on the cross. He didn't die to, how how do I want to say it? He did not die so you can go to heaven. You can go to heaven because he died. Got it backwards, folks. 
Go ahead, Jeffy. Coach, two things that scripture you just read and then the picture. You know, men are still deceiving little children and we're letting them. But you look at that picture and here's what I got a picture you just showed of them kids looking at you marrying your daughter. I've got to witness a, a father marrying a daughter. Man, it is the most amazing thing to sit and watch a dad marrying his daughter, not just some mm-hmm. preacher. And I looked at these little kids and I re- this is what I remember about 10, 15 years ago. You did give us the description of holy matrimony. Mm. And look at them little kids. You know what I mean? That they'll remember for the rest of their life. Jeff, day. not only that, the genesis of their their life is on that screen. Yep. The beginning Amen. of their life is on that screen. That's a that's an unbelievably profound picture, man. And there they are standing there. Amen. Imagine what's going through their head. Roger, come on in. Um, <laughs> I don't wake up quite as early as you do, so I'm still on my first cup of coffee. Dave, what would be the, I guess, much of what you've shared, I've heard in my church. I believe in it, to be honest. What's, what's the alternative position that you're arguing against in layman's <clears throat> terms? What What is it that you're thinking that many people are thinking that's incorrect is it the inability to control this world of ours the inability to occupy what is it that you're saying we're not seeing because what you've shared i've heard most of my life and i agree with but this early i may not have quite the passion you have but what's the what's the number one alternative that you say people are not seeing the uh that that we that Jesus did not die for our sins. He decide, he died to destroy evil, and it's our job to partner with him to destroy it. I, I not, agree not, with that. Not live I, with I, it. Not I, live I, with it. Yeah. I, not live under it. Yeah. But i've I've never been I've never been taught scripturally to live under it. I I think what is emphasized more many times is we're living in a world of our consequences of sin. Um, I don't yes. live under the sin, but I, we are. Well, there are consequences of of man's sin and not following God's word, and that that is where we are. What well, was what we are under is it is it is God allowing sin to play out to teach us and to draw us near to Him. That's the world we're living under. Well, the world we're living under is there is a false god, and his name is Lucifer. He's not. He's not God of this world anymore. He's not. I, I would agree with that. But I we're told he is. Our, our, I think our world. The reason we have not conquered abortion or changed is because of the sin nature of man not being obedient to God's word to change it as God would call us to do that. Well, I would agree with that, Roger. But also, we are told. See, the devil's done a great job. The uh, devil said, uh, "Listen, uh, Jesus Christ can be King of Kings and Lord of Lords." And he can rule and reign forever wherever he wants to. But uh, I'm in charge of the government. I'm in charge of the American government. In fact, I'm going to say there's a separation between uh, Christianity and the government. And then that way, all the Christians are going to do their thing. And then I'll run, I'll run the world. That's what but, it's a usurpation that's taking place in front of Well, and, and that's just that to me is, is a lie, for one. And that's not supported by Scripture, too. But we as mankind, Roger Weaver as an individual, my lack of following his word is what is, has led to his action on this word world. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Sure. sure. Uh, but uh, it's, it's the sin nature of man that has put us in the predicament that we are in for not occupying, for not uh, doing this and doing that, which is tied to scripture. That's, that's right. And maybe that's Roger, just a, a Roger, way to look at it. But. What's the Great Commission? What's the Great Commission? You say, what is the Great Commission? Yeah, what is the Great Commission? Well, I would, it, it would be to share the gospel to some extent. No, no, is, this, I, is, it to go, is it to go get people saved? Is that the Great Commission? No, I think it's to share the whole gospel and, and to be to obedient. Teach them, to teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Yeah, that's to the make them commission. disciples, to make them disciples. Right, yeah. yeah. Are we doing that? Well, the world sure doesn't, unless I would say in some places, yes, in many places, no. The answer is not very well. Not very well. We're not doing it. Amen. Jessica, come on in. 
Thanks, Coach. I have a question for the people who don't believe um, what you believe. So <laughs> I don't care if they do. <laughs> no, I don't care if they question, do. <laughs> I have a question about because I'm I'm trying to understand the thought process. So if if you go out, if you're a person who does not believe in this, and you go out and you fight against evil in in any way, shape, or form, go stand in front of a, a you know a murder uh, mill, you know that they like to refer to as abortion clinic, you know, if you go do that or you go do anything else and you stand up for righteousness, um, I mean, maybe you're just staying home and, you know, if you're just staying home to me, that is actually more. Mute yourself, Roger. Mute yourself, Rob. Sorry. Go ahead. That's right. If if you are staying home to me, that's actually more in line with your belief. If you think that you have no authority. Um, But if you are going out, why are you going? Because, um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why do you, why do you go? If you think that the devil is supposed to run roughshod over us and we're just supposed to endure it until the end, then why go at all? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense no, to me. It doesn't, it doesn't, and then, it um, I just want to use abortion as, as a, um, kind of an analogy, just like, you know, we like to ask, you know, at what point is it okay to kill a baby in the womb? You know, at what point? At what point is it not okay? Well, uh, do you practice any spiritual warfare? If you don't believe this, if you don't believe in this authority that we have, do you practice any spiritual warfare? Because at what point is it okay for the devil to run roughshod over us? Well, Je- or Jessica, a better question is, do you simply pray that you'll have food or do you go get a job? It's, just, it's the same principle, right? Exactly, yeah. You know, faith without works is dead. So, what you know at what point is it is it okay you know at what point do you say no no devil you don't have authority here but you can have authority there why do we do that (laughs) i don't know good question to me it's inconsistent so i'm just asking because i i think uh, jessica i think we don't understand the gospel we've turned the gospel into personal salvation only that would that would be my take on it emma then mark Well, Coach, I think the, the best part of the uh, John 11 is ver- verse 45. You know, that's where Jesus is getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he prayed. I mean, yeah, he, he cried. Um, then in the, verse 40, it says, He turned to Mary and said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? See, Lazarus being raised with the glory of God. People going out is the glory of God, is it not? Amen. See, that's what I said yesterday, a couple of weeks ago. Praising the Lord doesn't mean to go to church and lift your arms and sing songs. It means to go out and lift up his name everywhere you go, to go to the gates of hell and praise him with your living sacrifice. You're a living sacrifice. Lord, I'm laying down myself in front of this abortion clinic. I'm praising you, Lord, as king of kings. Not in your church, waving flags and dancing to music from some skinny jean guy who's playing a guitar. Sorry. Mark, come on in. Yeah, I think there's a good military example to answer Roger's question. If you're working in the military and your chief or your captain is injured or killed, there's a transfer of authority to the next man in the chain of command. But he doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know it. He doesn't even realize that he's in charge of all the other men. Now, when Jesus was on the cross, he had authority. And he tried to teach us that he's going to transfer that authority to us. So you got one group of people on earth who believe that they don't have authority. They got no authority over Satan. Yep. Satan's got power. I got no authority. Jesus didn't give me no authority. And then you got another group of people that says, I got the Holy Spirit. I'm a part of the body of Christ. He's the head. I don't got to wait for that. I'm already in the body of Christ as a spirit being. And I got authority. Jesus gave it to me himself. And he died and he says, go. But you got a group of people saying, wait, I have no authority. I'm a weakling. Love, 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 love. Just as bad, Mark, just as bad. You go to the six foot icicle on the pulpit and he tells you you don't have any authority. 
right. Yeah, it's all about authority. And Dave, Jessica talked about authority. All these folks are hitting all around it. I think people don't believe we got authority. I think so too. How how would you be a Bible believing Christian if you didn't think you had authority over it? To me, my because God you don't go act, powerful. Roger. What? Because you because people don't go act on it, so they don't truly believe they got that authority. They're fearful. And they don't me, think that they will. Called, but see, I would call mm-hmm. that sin. Amen. That's sin. Amen. Well, for you, and, for and you to know to do for, for you to know to do good. The consequence yep. of that sin. Not understanding the authority you have over evil is where, is where we are. That's no, right. Roger, That's listen, not... we, never, we never move beyond personal evil. We never move beyond conquering our own personal evil. We don't care if the guy next door is raping his daughter. That ain't going on in my house. That, that's, that's where we are, folks. That's where we are in American Christianity. I'm personally okay. I don't swear. I don't cuss. I don't drink. I don't watch porn. Oh, the guy next door? The guy next door is what? He's got kids over there t- teaching them transgenderism in your library? Oh, that doesn't affect me. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, right? That, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. That, hey, listen, real quick. Cool. Dave, isn't that Nazi Germany? Well, when, it's... Uh, when, when Hitler was on the march, the vast majority... Well, it's not affecting me yet. Not affecting yep. me yet. Well, not affecting so, me yet. Then yeah. boom, it what, affected them. What happened to Niemöller? Huh? What happened to him? We know what happened. So listen, I got just a couple minutes left. Uh, friends, listen, I was supposed to talk about the top of the show and forgot. If you can, uh, try to make it Sunday night to our event. Listen, I, some of you, I know you got to come far away. I know you do. But I think uh, the Lord really has something for us Monday, Sunday night from 6 to 8 o'clock at Sky High. I ask you to just bring a lawn chair with you. It's not going to, listen, this is, folks, this is not going, yes, we're going to pray. But this, is not going, this ain't a church service. This isn't a church service. And what we are doing here is I believe out on the highways and the byways, there are many people who have roles to play in this end-time revival, and they're locked into a church where there's no vision to do it. And my heart is to bring them together, to form a team of across denominational lines, different churches. I would think pastors would be the first guy standing in line to come. Wouldn't you think? But they're probably not going to because they have a different vision. They have a different understanding. If you are part of the end-time remnant church of America, who wants to stand up and honor our king, I'd love for you to try to come and be with us. On. It's not going to be something I'm going to lead. Another another project, Coach Dave's going, oh, I, I hear that crap all the time. I'm going to do what it says. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together even more as we see that day approaching. And I'd ask you to come if you can. I'd ask you to bring a friend with you. Somebody said, Coach, how many are coming? I don't, I don't know. I'll be there. Michelle's coming. Vinny's already in town, I guess, and Doc, Doc Paul, they'll be there. Reggie will probably tag along, and Lord knows Betty will come. So uh, I'm not asking you to do it for me as a favor. I'm not asking you to do it for me as a favor. Folks, we need to put together a fighting body of Christ. We need to do that. The future of our children and our grandchildren hangs in the balance. And it's not patriots that's going to save America. It's not tea parties that's going to save America. It's only those who are endued from power on high, from the Holy Spirit of God, that have any opportunity or any chance to push back these forces of darkness. But I'm going to tell you this. Where the Spirit of the Lord, where there is unity, God commands the blessing. Where two or more are gathered, he is in the midst of us. Can you imagine the mighty army that we could have to to impact the culture in which we live for the cause of Christ if we would all simply come together with one common goal and one common purpose. You say, well, coach, what is that common goal and common purpose? That's what we're going to hash out. What's it say? Where do we go from here? Because if we don't wake up, 
They're going to be loading you and your grandkids in cattle cars. Promise you. Promise you. Now, doesn't matter to me because I know where I'm going. But isn't that selfish? I know where I'm going. Screw you. I ain't the gospel. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you Sunday night. Six o'clock, eight o'clock, sky high. Thanks. <laughs>